Hey everyone, lots of people feeling this player of games, Rod of Roger, quarter of videos, and a tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to Monday Night Football, in which I try to cheer on my Cowboys from the Chargers, even though both teams seem to be uh, pretty equally mid, I guess? Now, this is my bi-weekly behind-the-scenes DMLA livestream Crafting the Deep, which I build right in prayer for our next session of Call from the Deep. If you're playing characters Gottwald, Max Savra, or Toral, this video is not meant for you, and there will be spoilers, but of course the rest of you are welcome. We stream our D&D sessions live on YouTube every Friday. You can join our official Discord server with invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. For our campaign, we use roll20.net. And for streaming, I use OBS Studio. We are sort of talking about salvage operation, although the ne the very next thing that's going to happen is a encounter with Captain Callus, which I mentioned last Thursday. Although I am uh, sounding much better and feeling much better, that's good. Um, and that will be the first actual content from Call from the Deep that we'll be using, which is this fun kind of what I hope to be a reoccurring playfully fun, light-hearted villain for our players to deal with, although he's a pirate. I know one of our uh, players has a, a player characters has a big thing against pirates, so that might be tricky, but um, this could be... I'm going to kind of frame it as a skill challenge. Hopefully I can kind of obfuscate that, and if they play their cards right, there's not even an encounter here. If not, if they get caught up a little bit, or maybe they do want to deal with them, then we can turn it into a combat encounter, but... Um, the idea is for them to be able to beat back Callus's crew, and then Callus kind of swears revenge and disappears and comes back at him. So definitely meant to be kind of a more of a lighthearted encounter than some kind of vicious, like, assault or something. Um, and that is, I've got a little bit of a map, which I'll show you in a second. A second. I've got all these tabs open, because I'm definitely going to talk about Salvage Operation, but I want to mention uh, this first encounter first, in case any of you have any... Thoughts on that, which is in Ship Encounters. Uh, huge thanks to uh, Bear Gardner, fan of the show, uh, also is a awesome map maker with his own Patreon, uh, Patreon account, who has provided some um, individual maps of the Sea Ghost, which I have thrown onto this map, and thus I could kind of make my own Ship Encounter maps, because goodness knows that is probably going to come up quite a few times in this campaign, where we're going to have to have encounters while the players are on their ship. So this is the one I've got uh, for the Captain Callus encounter, basically in case it goes sideways and the uh, pirates are able to catch up and board the um, player ship. I'm gonna, I'm referring it to as the Sea Ghost. I know it is not the Sea Ghost anymore. It is some hilarious Nazzle Kabdabdabobs or something, whatever the fucking acronym spells out to. So. Uh, what's odd is that in the book, even though Callus has uh, individual stat blocks for different chapters, which I love, so he is meant to be a recurring villain that comes back and actually kind of levels up with the party, which is a fun concept. I don't think anywhere it actually listed how his crew levels up, which is pretty critical because you don't really face him by himself too often unless... Uh, actually, if you got opportunity to see him again would be in, in Tentrix's lair. No, maybe that wouldn't make any more sense because... He's swearing off the Black Armada, maybe in some other port. Anyway, but I wasn't sure how to fill out his crew other than the very first encounter. It does mention just use bandits and thugs, so that's what I've got here is bandit thugs, and then he does have kind of a unique ogre stat block, which unfortunately is kind of weaker than a normal ogre, I guess meant to be for a low level, because technically he's the first like level one encounter, so I'm not even actually using his, his um, chapter one stat block. I'm using his chapter two stat block, which I believe is like a CR4 or something. Yeah, which is going to be much more... I still want him to be, you know, a, a, a nice threat for 
the, the party. So yeah, I used his chapter two uh, stat block along with the ogre that I beefed up a little bit. And then I've got bandits and thugs. And basically the skill challenge will determine whether this even is an encounter to like how many bad guys are able to start and whether the players have to like, you know, start off prone or something. Basically depends on how the start of this encounter looks like is depending on how good the, the skill challenge is. And the skill challenge will just be like, how do you guys get out of the situation with this pirate ship barreling down on you? And what kind of things do you do? So it'll be interesting to see how they jump into that. I'm, I'm kind of playing it loosey-goosey in terms of how everybody, um, you know, works the ship or does all their different things. Oh, come on. Freaking red zone. Get it. Get it. Oh, touchdown. <laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Good job, Captain Gallus. You're getting that touchdown. All right, so that's going to be the encounter. That's the first thing we're going to do. The next thing we're going to do is salvage operation. Although, let's see, do I actually call this Emperor of the Way? I'm just going to call it salvage operation. That's going to make more sense to me. Although I've had an epiphany when it comes to this adventure. Bear with me on this. So Salvage Operation, as written, also, by the way, shout out to Bear. Awesome, awesome map, because the original map is, of course, crap from Ghost of Saltmarsh. Uh, this is a fantastic map that looks pretty much like the Sea Ghost. Um, uh, texturing art and everything, but has all the added details of the webbing and the altars and like, blood stains and skeletons. Like That's just good shit right there. Really nice. Now, I'm using Salvage Operation in a much different capacity which is i'm introducing as a random encounter basically it's almost like a ghost ship thing where they just see this creepy ship in fact there's a great uh piece of art that goes with this where's that one under just under a salvage operation yeah that's such a cool piece of art right there like that looks like a goddamn ghost ship i don't know how like yeah um Instead of the players being sent here to retrieve a MacGuffin at the bottom of the hold, which is the original ship design, instead, I'm using it as a random encounter, and the ship will have been sent from Gunderland to, I mean, just kind of a part of a normal ship route, because ships are always going, you know, everywhere all the time, but specifically with a message, like a entreaty or something, an official diplomatic message from... I think King Redaxe is the name of the, the dude in charge of Gunderland, to Lord Neverember of Neverwinter, basically explaining, hey, we've got this weird thing that's appeared. You know, there's this odd ship we've never seen before, and some strange things have happened, you know, here. And basically have all that context, So, but it never made it. And I like the idea that uh, it was stopped. And then I was going to say, well, then it, and then all the salvage operation stuff happened, but then, which is a, a kind of convoluted backstory that I'm not super um, excited about, basically. So the ship, let's see, where is it? Uh, I think I did mention this on Thursday also. The ship was nearly sunk in the storm that drove it off course. So it was, a storm happened, which, okay, I guess that could happen, even though it's, I've mentioned the fact that it only takes like three days from Gunderland to uh, Neverwinter, so not exactly long. A storm separated the ship from its escort, never heard from again, devastated by finish loss, whatever, okay. Uh, after the storm subsided, surviving crew members dropped anchor near an uncharted island. So basically got blown off course and they had to drop anchor near an uncharted island. I don't know how many uncharted islands there are in the Sea of Swords at this point, especially one that is 
um, not that far out into the ocean, but I guess it could still happen. And they discover an island was inhabited by tribes of primitive human orcs and goblins, so at least somewhat large island, rule, ruled by cruel druids who worshipped Loth in her aspect as the Queen of Spiders. Very specific. The druids promptly had the few remaining sailors dispatched by their underlings and claimed the ship as a sign of favor from their dark goddess. So what happened here is this poor ship just gets blown off course in a storm and has to make port at an island that happens to be crawling with evil folks who are spider worshippers. And... Then there's this war that breaks out, and then the one side actually has to take off in the ship. It's very convoluted to make it, so why would you find spiders aboard a fucking, like, derelict ship? And they take off, and then I does the uh, uh, octopus attack it then? Actually, I lose sight of where it happens. Response by the same, fighting out the cultists aboard the ship, pulled up anchor, uh, and then obviously boarding the Emperor Waves has been spotted adrift in the southern sea, apparently a ghost ship. Okay, crap. So what happened between that? I, I think the octopus attacked it, and then it comes back and attacks it again, and that's what the players have to deal with, which I do want to keep that part of it. Uh, that's under, let's see, Salvage Operation. What about Adventure Summary and Hooks? Uh, Perils of Sea, the form of a hungry elder octopus. Creature first assaulted the ship several days before the characters arrive. Its previous rampage failed to scuttle the ship. So, again, you've got this ship blown off course, stops at an island, um, happens to be crawling with bad guys, the bad guys kill everybody, and then a war breaks out between the bad guys, half the force gets on this ship and takes off with their spiders and everything, and then it just the ship is fucking cursed, and then all of a sudden this elder octopus attacks the ship, <laughs> like, and then, but it doesn't quite finish the job, so the ship just kind of lists there, and then during that little window is when the player characters show up, and then, so they have to deal with the the, spy, the the denizens aboard this ship, which are all the evil, you know, druid and a bunch of spider creatures. And then the octopus shows back. It's just, it seems really nonsensical and crazy to me. Like, somebody was just rolling the dice on ad-libs, right? Like a Mad Libs thing. And they're like, and you open the door and you see spiders. Like, it's covered in webs. Like, wait, what? And then, and then they come up with the story to, like, explain that. Like, somebody really wanted to use a bunch of spider monsters here. So the more I read about it, the less enthusiastic I was about even running this because I was just, even though I think a dungeon full of different spider monsters isn't a bad call, but in this context, it just felt bizarre. But I do like the climax of the Elder Octopus coming through. So here is my idea. Listen, check this out. What if we just combined the Salvage Operation mission with the Sawagan attack that I was going to run after this one, uh, which is from Call from the Deep, which I will go over that one, which is under Sawagan attack. It's helpful. So this one, the Sawaganists attack the player ship directly. It's called the Voyage in Call from the Deep. Um, they see a coracle, which is this weird, creepy, like, Sawagan, um, well, it says, yeah, a vessel for transporting captured sailors. It's a small ship made out of, like, whalebone and stuff. Basically, ships that the Swagan build, because they don't really have to build ships very often, because they're just fish creatures. Um, but if they want to transport, you know, non-fish prisoners, then that's when they would, they would need something. A uh, bunch of Swagan attack. Um, and then tied up in the coracles, a teenager named Burn Rhymewave, who's an anxious fisherman, fisherman completely out of his depth. Burn is attacked by Swagan, a fishing off, going to shore with his parents. Sea Devil's from the war knocked him out. Doesn't know what happened to his family. Burn is racked with nerves and 
I was talking about the character site until he's returned home to Fiskerbark. Uh, Burn was being taken to the crash site by the Swagman because he has been implanted with a Mind Flayer tadpole. The implementation causes a process called Ceramorphosis. Shout out to Baldur's Gate for making us all very, very familiar with this. So, you've got a captured prisoner who has Ceramorphosis, or in the process of that, in a bunch of Swagman. Because my thinking is, I'm introducing this as a random encounter. So what motivation do they have for going into the ship? Like they see a creepy sheep, a sheep, a creepy ship derelict on the water, which is how I'm going to introduce it. What's their motivation for going in there? Well, if they ask any of their pirate crews or anybody with knowledge, then hopefully they, one of them will be able to say, um, well, that looks like, you know, I recognize that name. I think that ship, you know, runs between uh, Gunderland and Neverwinter, you know, pretty regularly. Um, with its home port probably in, in Gunderland. And hopefully somebody would say, well, maybe we should go investigate and see if there's any survivors. And that's something even the crew would be like, hey, that's a thing. Um, uh, it's, what, the code of the sea or something? Or if you see a another, I know sci-fi movies do this all the time with spaceship, like derelict spaceships, where it's like, well, it's like, we, we, we're under an obligation to go check it out and see if there's any survivors aboard that ship. Um, hopefully... The players will think of that. If not, then I can have some of their NPCs mention that. So the nice thing to do would be to follow up on that and have a survivor on the ship, which would be this Burn Rhymewave uh, character who could be maybe the last survivor because he's the one that got implanted with Ceramorphosis because a bunch of um, Sawagan actually attacked this ship, which probably makes more sense because if, if the... You know, the, the Mind Flayer and the evil guys are all uh, concerned about word getting out too soon, especially to the place they want to attack, then they would want to attack this ship. So it would totally make sense that it would be crawling with um, Sawagan instead. And also, it really feeds into play that the this colossal octopus, elder octopus, whatever it is, um, will attack the ship as a last resort. Like, that's the, like, you know, the, the Sawagan or sending a message or something that there's even more people aboard this ship that are going to gain information and learn about things going on in Gunderland, and then this octopus attacks. And it makes a really cool boss fight, even though this one does have a boss fight in place. And it's a shame if I skip over all this stuff, then um, we don't end up using... Uh, where is it? I think I guess it's under Death of the Emperor. There, there's a cool piece of uh, art that actually shows... Uh, let's see. Is this the one... Yeah, there we go. With the actual, like, orc druid and the people, like, covered in spiders and all that. Like, it's neat, but I, d I don't think... I'm just not sure any of this would fit what I'm trying to do with the story. And the other big bummer about this idea that I have is, unfortunately, it renders a lot of this map moot. Because the map is covered in spider webs. <laughs> like, the one time I don't want a map to have all the extra little uh, detailing. Maybe I can reach out to poor... Uh, bear and and see if I can get a, a webless version if that's the way I want to go because of all the creatures to find on a derelict ship it really makes just next to zero sense for about a, for a bunch of spider monsters you can see we'll use the original map to show how many there are on here which is crazy um, even though the players just fought some swagging but this also essentially I'm combining what would be an encounter after this ship. And instead, it'll just be, we'll just move the Swagon to this ship, and thus it'll be filled with Swagon and the Eldroctopus attack and all that. 
And hopefully that's enough content between that and then the Captain Callus thing, which may not be an account at all, um, will be enough content to actually get the players to level four by the time they even get to Gunderland. So it may be a pretty quick level three. Here's the original map. Lots of swarms of spiders. Giant spiders, edder caps, phase spider, and then the boss is um, this guy who does not have very many hit points. This is the boss? I guess he's just the druid. He's got his own, like, token. Like, I feel bad about not using this content. Uh, he does have, yeah, that Relentless Endurance a half-orc. Really shitty stats, though, for, like, a boss druid. Jeez. Druid's kind of a weird one to have. Um, you know what I like about, <laughs> I'm gonna mention Baldur's Gate again. You know what I respect the hell out of for Baldur's Gate doing, though? is they give all the enemies player character powers. Like, we fought a bunch of goblins, and we didn't actually play uh, last night because Ray's out of town. Um, they give a bunch of goblins, like, there's a goblin cleric, a goblin warlock, uh, like, goblin rangers, and they all have, like, player character powers. Like, the warlock can straight up hex you and fire eldritch blasts, and the ranger can, you know, summon a, a pretty powerful pet, and the cleric can cast all the cleric spells. Like, I was shocked and that really made the fight a lot more dynamic and interesting versus playing a bunch of generic goblin stat blocks so that was one way in which uh larry just kind of improved the experience on the other hand of course it would also be a lot more uh painful to you know run that fight as a dm so they can get away with making it more dynamic and interesting because there's you know no dm having to run all that but yeah i'm not i'm just not super excited about the whole the whole spider thing, it's just, it, it, I mean, the backstory is explained. I guess they find a captain's log at some point. Um, what is it? State of the ship that actually does the breakdown. Yeah. Captain, captain's log details the ship's last voyage, including the account of the terrible storm that threw the ship off course and separated it from its escort, running on food and water. The ship was forced to drop anchor off an uncharted island. The last entry, which we don't even get these entries. It just tells you these things, which is kind of a bummer. Last entry describes an attack by orcs that fought alongside goblins and monstrous vermin. But the crew fended off this initial attack. They suffered heavy casualties. The final entry records the captain's fear that this attack might have been the precursor to an even larger assault. So you do get, I guess, a little bit of information. Yeah, that they were forced to go to Uncharted Island and pick up all these creatures. So that kind of explains it. But for, for my purposes, it doesn't explain it necessarily. Well, I guess so. If they were in a storm and they had to stop somewhere... I feel like this only makes sense if it's a lengthy voyage, and the problem is I put this ship in the middle of a relatively short voyage, right? That's between um, Gunderland and Neverwinter, which is only, I've established, like a three-day journey. So it seems kind of nuts to me that they would have to make, like, this huge stop and run out, you know, that close. So, I don't know, do we have any, and the bummer is I'm, I'm going to advertise this as a salvage operation, I'm advertising it right now in terms of, the crafting stream, and yet if I don't do the spiders, I am changing a lot about what Salvage Operation actually is. On the other hand, it's also designed for fourth level PCs, and my players are third level and will only make fourth level after completing it. So maybe that's another way I can uh, change it out. The Swagon attack, by the way, I would also have to change because it's designed for, uh, I think, first or second level. It's pretty early, right? I think after the initial Callus encounter, yeah, they get to second level. And then there's a bunch of encounters. 
It even says after enduring eight days of random encounters, the character should advance to third level. So maybe that's so maybe that's correct then. Maybe the Sawagan attack is actually already designed for third level. Yeah, on the final day of the journey to Gunderland, there's a storm during which they attack. Okay. So how many Sawagan do they do for third level? Two Sawagan and two Sawagan Raiders. So a Sawagan is the CR one half, of which we saw how vicious they are. Just because they almost always have advantage thanks to Blood Frenzy. And multi-attack. Honestly, they're a great... Uh, I mean, it's a shame they kicked the player's ass so heavily later on. Although maybe they'll have a healthy respect for Swaggin. But they're a, a good enemy that's all offense and no defense. Uh, and then two Sawagan Raiders, which is a CR1 version of the Sawagan. Uh, which is the same low armor class, more hit points... Has a spit poison ability and a net ability. Is this unique to Call from the Deep? It might be. Well, I know Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Uh, can't talk. Ghosts of Saltmarsh came with a shit ton of Sawagan uh, variants. Just because I think the final enemy alone uses like a hilarious number. We're using two campaigns to make your own. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, I've, I've and I've always done that. I've always modified things. It just, um. I guess when I first thought about using this one, I didn't think I was going to modify it very much. I thought I would just be able to kind of run with it and have fun with it, but, um, oh shit, they're already at the, come on, stop them first and goal. Damn it. There's no way. Ugh. Made a lot of changes. Yeah. And honestly, it's kind of impressive how few changes I had to make to Sinister Secret of Saltmarsh to make it fit in with my campaign. Like, just a few little things here and there. Um, I mean, probably the biggest changes I made were unplanned changes, which was um, Sambale, like, allying himself with the players and then being totally cool with, like, joining with the smugglers and not, like, you know, exposing everything and just working with them. That was, um, you know, some of the biggest surprise changes. I didn't expect any of that. I'm liking the stat block, though. Swaggin makes a spit poison attack, then makes two attacks. One with his bite, one with his claws or net. I like that also. Give me that action economy power. Target must succeed on DC 13 con saver be poisoned for one hour. Okay, so it doesn't do damage, but it can just debuff you. If the saving throw fails by five or more, the target is also unconscious while poisoned in this way. If the target wakes up, it takes damage, and another creature takes an action to shake it away. Interesting. It's almost like, oh, stop him. Jeez. Fourth and goal with a one. That, that reminds me of the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> Still no way to use sharks here necessarily, though. So if I do this, I would have to change a shit ton about this map, though, because basically I am suddenly inventing my own dungeon crawl full of Sawagan, because I wouldn't be using a damn thing from the original, because the original is just full of spiders, and it wouldn't make any sense to be using that. So we could use Sawagan, we could use different variants of Sawagan... We would not have to do a boss fight because I think the octopus kind of takes the place of a cool boss fight. God, this place is crawling with bad guys. And look at the original one. Like, there are a ton of enemies in here. Again, this is for fourth level. Well, it's actually undead. I could do undead also. They're in the cargo holds. Is that the, where the players have to see? They wouldn't have any reason to go there this time. But yeah, you could do some undead people that were 
some kind of unique drowned undead or something. It's a cargo hold where they normally have to go. Formerly a group of thieves who stowed away in the deck before the Emperor last port. The ship was well able to storm. They could not escape them, eventually starved to death. Cultists found the undead. They took the ship with the view of them as emissaries of the dark god and fed them with offerings of living sacrifices. Fantastic. Four gas is a hell of a thing. They are no longer level two. That's very true. So yeah, I could I could do some undead as long as the undead are separate from the swagon in some other area. Oh damn, he was wide open. Shit. Oh, we're about to have a tie fucking game in the fourth quarter. Ah, oh, teams are so similar. Shit. Yeah, you have to kill him more. <laughs> I remember watching that dude play at fucking Boise State. Uh, he's got to be my age. Uh, he's I guess he'd be a little younger than me because I was out of college at the time I was watching him. Is there any good treasure aboard this ship? I gotta put some treasure, right? Because I'm just trying to find this box in the original version. Now it's tied. Ooh, there we go. Treasure. Oh, yeah, in the boss room. The last survivor of the cultists escaped the island. Two giant spiders and a pet phase spider named Royal. Box contains spell scrolls of gust of wood and protection from poison, a potion of heroism, a potion of water breathing, a cloak of protection, 500 gold, and 200 silver pieces. That's probably the extent of the treasure. That, that's actually a, a pretty solid loot haul. And this is actually for, I'll be doing it for third level, not fourth. Cloak of protection, man. A boring item, but a damn good one to get. A lot of the party would be wanting that. Um, Every, everybody but Gottwald will be fighting over that cloak of protection for sure. Fucking wizard. <laughs> warlock. Although the warlock has plans. And uh, the ranger. I, they, I, hopefully they give it to the wizard. That wizard probably needs it the most. If I still give that to them, which I, I probably could. I'm trying to see if there's any more treasure in here. Pair of gold earrings worth 200 gold and a vine necklace set with an amethyst worth 250 gold. Ma demons. That's a, that's a creepy one. It's just a ship full of fucking enemies and bad things. Look at this art. What the fuck? <laughs> kind of looks like a, a shitty version of the Zorn. Mouth in the middle on the three arms. Next one, spiders. Another fine silver bracelet. Okay, the rest of it's just kind of monetary loot. Since that one box down there. Yeah, so what do we think about just replacing this with Sawagan and me trying to figure out what to do with all these webs and altars and crap? Because unfortunately, it's just not going to fit what I'm trying to do. I mean, you could treat it like a dungeon crawl and put literally the last stuff in the cargo hole, because I think it's especially fun if the players are at the furthest spot away from escape, and then, you know, if they're in the the deepest uh, part of the dungeon, and then you unleash the octopus attack. And then they, it's an escape thing, which we, we haven't really pulled off before, and I think is probably the most memorable part of this whole advent of this well yeah this adventure if you count 
salvage operations adventure, which I guess you do. Uh, which I think is under Death of the Emperor. Yeah, and it even says when it hears noise from the characters fighting as the ghouls in Area 12. So mainly when the characters are as deep as possible in the dungeon. Yeah, when they coincide with the discovery of Albrecht's box, which is what they would be there for this one. And in this case, it'd be probably for the finding the survivor. As the creature attacks, emphasize the chaos that ensues in the ship. Swarms of spiders scramble across the walls and decks in a panic. Ships creak and list more severely as something assaults from the outside. Timber snapping, water pouring. I do not believe they are meant to fight this stat block, by the way. I do not think it's even included in here. Oh, there's also Swagan, Swagan Baron, and Swagan Priestess. Was there another fight leading up to this? I think there was. Before they actually get here. Yeah, so the the actual octopus is not a stat block. It's like an environmental hazard. <laughs> well, you still have to have stats for like using the tentacles and stuff. Yeah, here we go. It's just at the start of each character's turn for thrashing tentacles. They say it takes 10 rounds for the rowboat to reach the Emperor. I don't know. Surely the characters would have taken their rowboat to the ship and tied it up there. I think you'd have to do it by like, I mean, just put them in combat and see how long it takes you each round for the players to get out. But even then, I mean, if you're in the cargo, unfortunately, the way the ship is designed, if you're in the cargo holds, I assume this, let's actually go to the other map, might be easier to see. So it's this to there. So is it 11? Think backwards. 11 is the galley. Damage must a moldy trap door in the area leads down to the cargo hold. Yeah, but then this, there's stairs going up also in this room, right? And that just goes up to the main deck, so it actually wouldn't be too far. Yeah, so it's, if you actually follow that logic, then you can just go up from the cargo. I guess if you were down here in the cargo hold, it'd be different, but. You went up there, you just you don't even have to go across the ship in the lower deck, you just immediately go up the stairs, then you're at the main deck, and you just hop outside and you're gone. So maybe I need to actually put the survivor um at the front, at the bow of the ship, on the lower deck, and that might be a better spot to launch things and not really even use the cargo hold. Because why would the players go down to what is probably a flooded and in fact I can use this part I can even say the lower deck is maybe partially flooded like there's a little bit of water in there just to slow people down could be an interesting hazard I think I'm liking the swagon idea but unfortunately I'd have to alter this map because, or, or not use this map because the webs would not make any sense you wouldn't have webs on a ship no matter how old <laughs> So I will try and get with Bear and see if we can get a different version or else I will have to find... I mean, if I'm not technically using Salvage Operation for the map anymore, um, I could just find any, you know, ship map and try and use that with the idea of just using the Swagan attack state, which is... The way it's written, two Swagan and two Swagan Raiders... I'll probably have that be the quote-unquote boss fight, even though the boss fight's really the escape from the dungeon with the octopus bearing down. But the Swagon Raider's a little stronger. 
It says four additional Swagan arrive in the same fashion. So probably have one or two battles with Swagan, maybe with some in different variants of Swagan. Maybe I should look at different Swagan stuff I can use. Swagan, Swagan. There's a weird fucking name. There we go. We've got Swagan, Swagan Fencing Claw, Flensing Claws. Swagan Baron, Baron Thrall. Priestess, Raider, Illithan Hybrid. This is actually all from Call from the Deep. It makes sense because a lot of them would be uh, Mind Flared. Sawagans. What would a Priestess be? CR2. That would be the equivalent of like a boss fight here, probably. I mean, CR2 is still pretty low for a third level boss. But it would be the most dynamic, because she can sit there and hold person, spiritual weapon, mass healing word. And of course it's a trident when she does her spiritual weapon, that's cool. So we've got some Swagan options. I don't, I guess I'll just look in the compendium, because I don't actually have all of Ghosts of Saltmarsh in here, so I might not have all of those options. Oh, good third, first down on third and second. Swagan. Yeah, here we go. The Ghosts of Saltmarsh added the Blade Master, the Champion, the Coral Smasher, the Deep Diver, the Hatchling Swarm, the High Priestess. Look at all of the Swagana options. My goodness. Between the Monster Manual, Call from the Deep, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, and Monster Manual Expanded, there's like 20 options here. That's awesome. We'll never tie, because we're going to be fighting these guys a lot. And the last thing I want to do is have the characters be able to meta-acknowledge their way around it. So, throwing a Priestess in there might be pretty cool. And I could even look at some of these Monster Manual Expanded ones, because they are no longer level 2. We'll be using a lot of them for the final enemy, though. I do plan on running the final enemy. We'll obviously having have to change that one around. But that is literally a dungeon full of, you know, 80% Sawagan. So having multiple stat blocks of that creature will come in very handy. Hatchling Swarm probably used there. So High Priest, is that definitely different from the Priestess? Oh yeah, this one. Well, kind of similar spells. Hold Person, Spiritual Weapon. It's also CR5, it's a lot stronger. Banishment. Banishment is a dick spell for an enemy to have. Ah, I don't know, man. Spells that just take a player out uh, without the player being able to do a damn thing. I mean, I know that the it's concentration, but still, that doesn't help the actual player. Yeah, they can control sharks, but I don't... I think this will be an opportunity to use sharks here. And in addition to the Swagan, I could throw some undead on this map. In fact, you could use that in like, I don't know where you'd use them. Hmm. Because the timeline is the Swagan were probably sent to intercept. Ooh, we just got disconnected for a second. Am I still? We're still streaming? Okay. I think I'm still on. OBS just freaked out for a second, but it looks like it's reconnected and everything's fine. Yikes. 
Um, the Sawaga intercepted the ship, attacked everybody on board. So there would still be bodies and stuff. Uh, we're able to take it down. And then the Sawagan maybe are trying to, maybe they've been instructed to bring survivors back to Gunderland. So they're currently still trying to, um, which I could even have like survivors having only been recently killed or, you know, maybe the battle had just subsided. Maybe the players find Sawagan still on the deck or something. I don't, it'd be interesting if the players actually caught the Sawagan Maybe by surprise, or maybe not because I'd be stomp, stomping around. But basically caught this in the middle of a fight versus the end of a fight. If it was the end of the fight, then the Swagon are only here because maybe they're just getting ready to leave and bring, you know, their one or two survivors back. Uh, I'm still trying to think how I can use undead here. Maybe, maybe they piled the bodies up in a certain room or something. I don't know. An example of what the different rooms look like. So I'm really changing a lot of this. Dungeon now at this point. Yeah, it's not going to be an altar to Lolth anymore. No editor caps or giant spiders or swarms. Navigator rooms on the bow, I think. It's this one. Man, I really did a great job putting the webs in too. <laughs> they look great. And it would be a great interesting hazard, but it's such a unique thing and I just can't... I don't think I'm going to use it. I think I'll have this deck. This deck is flooded, which I like. This is the actual hold. Which, I mean, I could force the players to go down there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I need to speak to the fact that there needs to be survivors. We don't necessarily have to use the hold. Maybe there's treasures down there. If they want to poke their head down there, they could see get some treasure. I don't know why the ship would be carrying treasure. Maybe as a way to maybe as a as a way to appease Lord Neverember. Although they're part of the Lord's Alliance, so it should be part of it. But just say like, hey, appreciate these, you know, gifts from the island or something as a you know political contribution. <laughs> Our political action committee has put together this uh, package for you. Now please help us uh, with our. Recent alien infestation. So that's why there could be treasure there. And then we could have the lower deck even be uh, a little, maybe like knee high water or something. Just enough to like slow people down with difficult terrain. I think it would be pretty interesting because without, without the webs, we'll lose the uh, visibility thing, uh, which was a neat part of it. It's all just spider nests. Food storage is where the Ma demons were. Well, like I said, I could use a map. If I'm really going to change, which again is uh, partially why I also feel bad about changing the whole spider thing, is this um, as is. I can. And unfortunately, it's not even something I can really cover up effectively. I have to like make my own rooms because there's literally webs everywhere. I can't really delete those. So I may have to just come up with my own um, ship map, which I could do, and then we could make it a smaller uh, map if needed to. I still want to kind of recreate the feeling of a little bit of a dungeon crawl, though, and I, th I think I can do that with just a few rooms. My goodness, y'all have not gained a single yard. I'm pretty sure they're in field goal range. I guess they're trying to milk the clock, but... Nope, can't right now. They called timeout. 
I'm not seeing any complaints about me not using salvage opera. Oh yeah, uh, Monster Man Expanded does have some. Yep, a shit ton. Are, you, are we still speaking of Sawagan? So I'm pretty impressed with everything we got here. Honestly, I don't want to go too overboard. I don't want to use too many different Swagon here because you really want to like tease that shit out, right? Like in the beginning, they just fought the basic Swagon, which fucking almost TPK'd them. And then this will be their first opportunity to fight maybe a few more, like the Raider, which is from Call from the Deep. And then um, I think the Priestess was the other one, which is actually one of these from the Monster Manual. Yeah, which is just, I mean, spiritual weapon, guiding bolt, mass healing word. Like, those are hold person. That's fucking great tools to have. Oh! Almost got the touchdown there. Man, a third and ten. Launched into the end zone. That was close. Two minutes left. Just get the field goal and get this thing. Ah! Oh. Overthrew him. Overthrew him. Oh, Pollard, you're not that tall. Alright, 39, you got this. Wife will be happy. She's got the Cowboys kicker on her fantasy team. Nailed it. Alright, defense, bring it on home. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. Usually I do not... I do not watch Monday Night Football during the crafting stream, but I gotta support the boys. Also, how about the Rangers? Holy shit. Going 2-0 uh, in the Texas standoff ALCS. Uh, Astros are hilariously not great at home. Ugh, that was a good effort by Pollard. Unfortunately, actually, fortunately for the wife, she's also her opponent uh, as Tony Pollard. On his team, and if he had caught that ball, it would have been bad for her. Man's <laughs> football is so weird. I used to play it years ago, but it can be weird when you like just root for like the defense of the team you're playing against or something, and then like one player on your team or something. Right, I like the Priestess, I like the Raiders, I like the Sawagan. For the creatures, and I'm hoping maybe I can throw a little bit of undead in there somehow. Anybody, I feel like in this universe, just anybody who dies under like evil circumstances uh, can rise as undead. I think that's fair to say. Maybe use some ghouls. Ghouls are pretty classic. Some kind of drowned undead thing. The bad thing is they would have to be separated from the Sawagan. Um... So maybe they fight the undead first. Maybe the undead, maybe there was a massacre on the top end of the ship. And that might even give the players the wrong idea, like, oh shit, there's just a bunch of undead in here or something. Um, but that would then alert the Sawagan that there's like other enemies aboard or something. I don't know. Maybe there's some place where a massacre occurred and there's either the... The dead wake up as zombies, or there's other dead ghouls feeding on the other dead. I don't know. But we could always use some undead in here. So just a theory craft. What does that look like? We've got... Which that's all we do here is theory crafting, isn't it? So again... 
So regular Sawagan is there. Priestess we've got, we'll use maybe one of, and then we've got these Raiders. Pick some good art for the Sawagan too. So if we were to use this map, I wonder how you would tell the players there's still a survivor on the board. Maybe hear some like whimpering or even yelling. I mean, I could manufacture a couple of survivors and that might even give the players like maybe there's a survivor who's closer to the top who is like about to die. That would be a pretty classic thing to do. Like somebody who's like crawling, maybe he's like missing limbs or something. And he can actually be a source of information for the players. And kind of say like, oh, they, they came at us. And just say a few words like, get down. Last I saw they were, for some reason, taking a few survivors or something. And that might spur the players on. That could be helpful. And I need to do that as close to the top as early as possible. Because then you could have them in the cargo hold. Although I still wish there was a way to... If I redid this map, I'd put the cargo hold opposite, even though it doesn't make sense for uh, the ship layout to be like this. But um, I, I want the it'd be cool to make the players go through the ship as far as possible. You know, reverse your way through the dungeon if you've got a collapsing dungeon situation. Um, an escape move, which I do wish that Salvage Operation had better rules for. I don't think it actually... Let's go through it again. Movement is tricky as the ship rocks back and forth. Just climbing stairs or a ladder requires a strength check. Unless characters at climbing speed. Takes 10 rounds before to reach the Emperor. Once the characters reach area 1 and call for help. So that part's weird. Like normally they would have people take a rowboat. I feel like my players would just take the rowboat themselves and just and just park the boat right outside the ship and thus get up that way. So that would kind of destroy your ability to go like 10 rounds <laughs> because you wouldn't have to wait. The ship would just be right there, the rowboat. Tentacle strike quickly, spearing through each side of the ship. At the start of each character's turn, that player makes, which this is going to be a tricky thing because Reese's character is going to be like, oh, tentacles, fathomless, you've come for me, and be kind of weird about it. So I'm going to have to be prepared to deal with that and maybe show him visions of, like, why... Oh, good sack, good sack. Uh, why creatures, or why uh, his, you know, an avatar of his god, basically, would be assaulting this ship. And maybe get teased for the fact that, the, I don't know, his god's been muted or he can't quite reach his god or something weird is, is going on. But without giving away too much, obviously. At the start of each character's turn, the player must make a DC 10 deck save on a failed save character takes. So there is no, like, attack rolls or even tokens on the board. It's just straight up, oh, he picked it off. <gasps> do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Fuck yes. <laughs> the D. Yeah, CG. I saw that shit. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, what's the timeout situation? How much time is left? 
Yeah, the sack and then the pit. What? God bless the defense, man. Just came fucking through. Oh, what an amazing, amazing interception. Not even a question. Fucking beautiful. They're out of timeouts. Yeah, it's over. Victory formation, boys. Get the hell out of California. <laughs> Nice. GGs. Feels good to win on the road. No, <laughs> McCarthy is happy. <laughs> Defense coming through. That was a hard fought one. Jeez. Oh, I was talking about. All right. <laughs> so, what do we think about the way it's set up with like literally an environmental thing? I'm not opposed to that. I think it's interesting. Um, and I think the players would get very quickly to like, oh, we're not meant to fight this, which I've kind of done before, I think. It'd be more like cinematically, though, rather than having everybody be. So the tricky thing is doing this while characters are in combat. And I, I guess it does say, yeah, you can't attack it. So uh, at the start of each character's turn, player must make a DC 10 deck save. Or take 2d6 bludgeoning damage from the tentacles, frantic thrashing. That's a pretty low deck save to make, and if you make it, you don't take any damage. In fact, also applies to the monsters aboard the ship. Keep things simple rather than roll saving throws. Assume everybody takes 1d6 bludgeoning damage. Character attempt to drive the octopus by dealing damage to it. You can use an action to make a ranged or melee attack, or to cast a spell. Assume any attack rolls hit, but not are not critical hits. So would you not actually have them attack? Oh, I, I see, because it doesn't have an AC. So any attack roll hits, it's weird. Disregard any effect of the attack or spell for itself and damage it deals. The total damage from all the attacks or spells using the character's turn is 20 or higher. The actor is momentarily slowed, each which, of course it would be. I mean, please. What's his face? Mac can do that in his turn alone. Each character does not need to make saving those against starting tentacles until the end of that character's next turn. Well, I'll have to modify that rule. Because <laughs> they are going to want to attack the tentacles. Characters left any of the monsters aboard the ship. What it probably do is turn into like something like, well, you have advantage. If you deal damage, I, I don't know. I'd still feel like I need to make like an AC thing or something on that. That's, you know, maybe give it a damage threshold. I thought it happens in events though. Doesn't it happen like here's event one, event two. Let's see, where's the salvage operation? Moving Aubrey's treasure. Oh, there we go. Sequence of events. Yeah, they don't have to move the treasure. Uh, round one. The octopus begins to attack himself around the ship and flailing away at the creatures inside of the tentacles described above in Thrash Tentacles. Very classic. Awesome. We love that fucking scene from 20,000 Leagues. It's that's so cool. We get to just do this as one of the first things in this campaign. I'm stoked about it. Uh, Chris technically did in Storm King's Thunder as well, but <laughs> this will be a low-level version of that. The octopus wait... And writhing, I think it's supposed to say writhing tentacles, cause the ship to less 30 degrees to port. At the start of the round, every character makes like a DC deck saving throw, falling prone and sliding 10 feet toward the port side on a failed save. That could be interesting, I guess. Uh, as Octopus crashes the ship, water pours the hull and fills area 12. Okay, so now you start filling individual rooms. Monsters found in areas 4 through 11 have fled to area 1 by this time unless stopped by the characters. Engaged in that would be wild after run this like uh, actual turn-based combat having monsters flee at the same time. That'd be so chaotic. Because the idea is I would still be using it, but it would be like an emergency like, oh shit. Um, you know, Zelix 4 is now has realized through the Sawagan basically that there are other 
more powerful combatants here. We need to send in the big guns um, to take this out. And unfortunately, the Swagin would basically, at that point, once the Octopus attacks, the Swagin would just be out. Like, they would be fleeing as best they can. Because uh, the Octopus would not have... Would care. <laughs> He's driving gas in Area 12, moved to Area 1. They stopped to fight any characters they encountered, ignore spiders, crawl, and other creatures found aboard the ship. Why? Monsters in Area 1 attempt to avoid the seawater. They attack any characters emerge from below. It would just be so chaotic. It's crazy. I, there's no way this would last 10 rounds. 20 rounds? Are you kidding? How much do they think combat lasts? Was Did combat last a lot longer in 2nd edition? That seems crazy to me. Like, I, how I mean, a long combat, like a boss fight, to me, would be like six rounds or something. Especially if people are literally spending their action moving and dashing. I guess th they said the main thing would be them having to move quickly onto the deck, and then it takes ten rounds once they get on the deck. So from the deck, it's just like pure chaos. But that's also less fun to me. You're just sitting on the deck waiting for the boat to arrive. <laughs> like, why would the characters not just jump and swim for it? Waves begin to break over the ship. The port after area one is three feet below water. Star Ranger means five feet above it. I feel like there's not enough actual saving throw things happening after those first, like, two rounds. At the start of round 15, the ship rolls over at its port side. Everyone in area one is thrown into the sea. 2d20 feet in a random direction away from the capsized hull. That's more fun. At the start of round 20, the ship sinks. Good stuff. Lone character trying to swim with the treasure box. There won't be a treasure box. We won't have that part. So instead, they'll be trying to rescue people. But the only person probably left to rescue will be the one who's got the tadpole. Um, or I, I could manufacture a couple survivors if I wanted to. That's true. Literally swing up under cast spell. That would go... I get, well, would it last longer? Or would it actually go quicker, too? Because players don't have to sit there. I guess spellcasters still have to decide what spell they're casting. I know cantrips weren't a thing until, like, 3rd edition, I believe. But yeah, that's, that's my thought process right now. So, you know, please, please, please give me some feedback. Because I'm really thinking about just upending, you know, a lot about this module to make it fit but I, I just thought it would fit so well to put it as a random encounter as one of the first things they see and kind of as as the tease lead in that adds additional context to the fact that something bad happened at the Gunderland Island and now this this ship is trying to like you know get help for that but even this ship couldn't you know reach anywhere and it was attacked by um, a bunch of fish creatures so um you know it kind of adds the danger level it provides kind of a mini dungeon crawl it, it creates some kind of open-ended NPC where the players can rescue this character uh, who is undergoing seromorphosis. And no, I don't know how best to handle that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, unfortunately, there's no good firm mechanics for that other than people just transform immediately into a mind flayer, which is odd, but I was picturing maybe there's some kind of summoning sickness for that when they are in the process of transforming, the players should be able to do something. So I'm not, if I do that, I'm not using any of the spider stuff. I'm not using the webs. There's no Krell, the Druid. None of that actually happened. It's just purely 
So Woggins attacked the ship. They managed to do this much damage and dismantle it. And then they are actually trying to get a few survivors in addition to stopping the ship. But then when the players arrive, that's when Zelix 4 actually sends the Elder Octopus to put a final pin on this whole thing and, and drown the entire ship and destroy everything and say, screw trying to get um, any survivors. So that's kind of my thought. And then if I do that, I don't have to do the actual Sawagan attack because we've already done the Sawagan event. So this would be the only thing this and then that the thing I talked about at the beginning of the stream, which was the Captain Callus event um, would be the extent of their whole third level uh uh, their sea excursion to get to Gunderland because once they arrive in Gunderland after having done all this I plan on leveling them up to four and there'll be four for all of uh, those events from Call from the Deep that is the plan for now at least I think that will do it for this episode of Crafting the Deep shout out to the Cowboys for winning on Monday Night Football appreciate all of you and of course uh, all of you for watching this stream and all of the patrons if you enjoy the content please check out patreon.com slash rogue watson shouts to platinum patrons joe will thomas stan brennan genocider david eclectic role play role christopher brian Corey, coa 1337 big nut john f john l scott eric tyler nathan camp crystal lake counselor andrew c daryl the Reldren, captain woody 79 stephanie andy p0135809 and patrick and gold patrons rpg paper crafts pretty boy and yuma dead lizard lion sam lumpy spuds drome nathan fast like a tortoise scott ruffus karen william jerry thomas and profit thank you all very much for your support. I will see you for another crafting stream on Thursday. 